Now, back in episode number four, we talked about one of the ways that I know God is real. In that episode, we mentioned that we were not looking for physical evidence or scientific evidence. Rather, we were looking for relational proofs, since God is a relational God. Now, would you be interested in knowing that there is yet another proof that I have found, one that Jesus himself reveals in the Bible? Well, that is what we're going to explore here in episode number 13. Now, my name is Charles, and this is the Simple Not Shallow podcast. Well, a podcast for those who want a deeper faith, not a confusing one. That is what our name is all about, keeping faith in Christ simple. Well, simple enough that a child like myself can understand it, and yet one that is not so shallow that when the storms of life hit, our faith is forced to run aground. See, we want our faith to be like a very good cup of coffee, really. Simple, strong, full of flavor, and richly satisfying much like this cup of French roast that's sitting before me right now. Yeah, very satisfying. So here we go. So you may be asking, Charles, are you now going to share all those passages which talk about all the wonders of the universe simply screaming out God's glory? Or those that mention how fearfully and wonderfully made we are as proof of God's existence? Well, no. Not so much, for while both nature and the complexity that is in the human cell do attest to an intelligence that set everything in motion, they do not indicate who or what this intelligence might be. Now, how can I say that? How can I say that things like the fine-tuning of the universe for life or the organized machinery that is inside the human cell does not prove who God is? Well, primarily speaking, because they don't. Nor does the Bible ever offer them as proofs for God's existence. They are used, but they are only used to indicate God's splendor, His power, His knowledge, and His superiority to any God ever created by mankind. They are never, ever offered as proof for God's existence. That is always assumed. That is always the great given. Now, if you have listened to episode number four, then you do know that the one proof I offered for God being real and to be who he claims to be is my growing love and compassion for those who are unlovable, at least from my human perspective. And now we're going to add an additional proof, a second proof that also involves love. Yeah, I know, but that surprises you, doesn't it? However, this love has nothing to do with me. This is the love that other Christians have for both fellow Christians and for non-Christian people. See, it would be one thing if my growing compassion were nothing more than mere sentiment getting the better of me. And yet, it is quite another thing altogether when the larger body of Christ does exhibit this love to others. I mean, Jesus said, by this... Everyone will know if you have love for one another. And also in John chapter 17, Jesus asks the Father that we may be one just as he and the Father are one in order that the world would know that you sent me 
and that you loved them even as you loved me, and that the love with which you loved me might be in them and I in them. See, love is of vital importance. It is as we love each other that the world will come to know God. That is, that they will believe God to exist, they will know Him to be real, and they will believe Him to be who He reveals Himself to be in the Bible. And all this as a direct result of seeing His love demonstrated in and by and through Christians. Now, yes, unfortunately, there are many, many examples of a severe lack of this love among Christian folk. This is simply a very sad truth. And it is no wonder that many people now reject Christ, well, since they cannot believe what they do not see demonstrated. I mean, as the Bible says, how will they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? And yet, There are also many, many examples of his love being demonstrated. Now, one great example is the Salvation Army. Now, these folks arrive at a devastated area well before the Red Cross. Now, they offer unsolicited aid and ask nothing for it in return. It is simply what they do. Their love for God compels them. Now, another fine example is seen whenever Christians volunteer their time, money, and efforts to help those who become devastated through natural disasters. Well, such as when Hurricane Katrina came through back in 2005, leaving many, many people homeless. Now, during that time, many Christians came together from around the country to help those who had just lost everything. I mean, they took time off of work, they paid for their own trip, they brought their own supplies, you know, food and water for these folks, the materials needed to rebuild their houses, and they did all of this asking nothing in return. It was their love for God that compelled them to help their fellow human beings in pain. And yet, as wonderful as these greater displays of compassion truly are, it is the simple everyday acts of kindness, the small acts of compassion, and the rendering of dignity to everyone else that best offers proof for a relational God. See, Scripture even gives us a very good idea of what this looks like. It says, For I was hungry and you gave me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you gave me clothing to wear. I was sick, and you came and visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Now, inasmuch as you have done this to one of the least of these, my brothers, you have done it unto me, says Jesus. Or, as James puts it, A pure and undefiled religion before our God and Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction. Now, Peter says it this way. He says, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellence of Him who has called you out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. Ooh, and John says it this way. He says, He has made us to be a kingdom of priests to his God and Father. So, how will others know? Well, they must be told. And how will they be told? Well, somebody's got to tell them. (laughs) Oh, I can hear the objections already. Yeah, but that talks about sending preachers, man, and I'm not a preacher. That's not something I can do. Well, I'm not a preacher either. That's not my lane, and I'm very happy to stay out of it. Thank you very much. And yet, 
The Bible says we are both still priests in God's kingdom. Well, consider this. Consider that there may be more than one way to tell others. That is, more than one way to proclaim His excellence. How might this be? Well, does the phrase, By this all men will know, sound fairly familiar? By this all men will know that you have love one for another. See a smile when heated words are expected. A return of too much change when it has been mistakenly given to you. Leaving a good tip for good service. Well, a warm greeting instead of a chilly silence. The choice to not react when that idiot cuts you off on the highway. Or even simply refraining from all forms of gossip. All of these are great, great places to start. See, respect given speaks volumes to the one to whom it is given. And according to Jesus, that is the best way to allow him to say, Well, hello, my name's Jesus. So go on. I dare you. Show God to the world. Love simply, love wisely, and love well. Well, what do you think? I'd love to hear from you. So please go to simplenotshallow.com and under the Simple Not Shallow podcast section, find this episode, number 13, and leave me a comment there. Also, in the show notes, I will post a transcript of this podcast and there I will list all the verses that I referenced at the location that I referenced them. That way, well, you can check me out. Make sure I'm not making any of this up or that I'm way out in left field. Also, please take a second and rate this episode and subscribe to this podcast through the podcast service of your choice. You know, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whichever one you like. For that way, you can take this podcast with you wherever you happen to be going, while you're driving your car, going to work, walking your dog, anywhere, anytime, any place, however you'd like. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And I will catch you next time.